When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip, you won't be sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com. BBQ.com for more information. This man needs medical attention. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Tuesday on the week that flies by, we hope, and then it all ends. Then the year's just over. Here we go. It is the morning sickness. It's 545. My name's John. There's Brady. Brett Vesley's here, Big Dick Toledo, and uh, off and running. We had another glorious morning where rain is possible. I know, I know, Cardinal Phoenix fans. Phoenix cried. Yeah, yeah cried the, the tears, night. the tears of uh, a poorly coached football team. Ah, I said it. Sorry about that. Either last night, how was the fan, How were the fans last night at the thing you went to, Brett? Uh, well, I was there. I was there till halftime. Then I bounced after that. But so, they were they were good. They were they were into it. I mean, the, the, the fans were into it. Didn't turn them into. Well, that oh, killed them. That killed them at first, yeah. and then there was nobody lost hope. Okay, at least till halftime. That's at an old cardinal. Half-time. That used to be the old cardinal. No, nobody lost hope. Everybody was like, "It's all right, it's all right. We'll get this." And well, they should have because they ended up doing the exact should've. same thing. Uh, Mike, yeah. The, so uh, you know, hope to cardinal fans that mm-hmm. wanted. I think from an outsider's perspective, sometimes it's fun to hear. A guy who doesn't care about your team talking about your team. Uh, this is uh, the bad side of last night. Was this was a team that wouldn't shut up? That no one was paying attention to them. That nationally they're not getting the recognition they deserve. And then they go on the national stage in a very important game in December and uh, lose at home to a team that got some really crappy news early in the day when they yeah. lost a couple guys to COVID yeah. starters. And you're like, oh, okay, this is working in the Cardinals' favor. And you go and lose the game at home. The 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 worst part of the loss, to me, is how you lost. Your team didn't stop. Your team didn't quit. Your coach blew it at the end. And he's the biggest question mark I've got for this team. And clock management and decisions to not kick field goals when he should have kicked field goals. And, uh, you know, th- you know, just playing it uh, college football coaching style is what I saw last night was a college football coach running the team. Here's the, here's the positive spin. It might be good for him. If they're a quality football team, they get all this out and learn from it. Cause, it's time to lose. Yeah, you know, what Cliff can do. Not even the time to lose. It's just they learn from how they lost. Right. Or, they, I'm, or I'm, this I is who they was... are. This is either who they are or this is who they can fix. A wake up. Yeah. Uh, it's, it may be their MO in big games that they just, you know, uh, get they clinch up and do what they did last night. Or uh, they become that team that goes, you know what? Those, those are glaring, obvious errors that even a morning show host idiot can figure out. 
and Tuesday morning quarterback that you come out and you look at it and you say, yeah, well, I saw all the same things everybody else saw, and it was pretty obvious. My coach does it all the time. He drives me nuts. He's a terrible clock manager. Horrible at it. But uh, he's you know made good with all the other stuff he does. But if Cliff Kingsbury does what he does in the end of the game yesterday through the playoffs, count on a short run. Because to me, I think he's the, the blame lay, lays firmly on him. And Kyler Murray, who had kind of an average to bad game, although a couple of the first interception was tipped. Aaron Donald's just a yeah. badass. But, uh, you know, he got you, after it. You got to love James Conner and you got to like this team all the way around. Uh, he stayed healthy and showing what he can do when he's not hurt all the time. It's impressive. You know, you, you mentioned about, you know, everybody losing hope being Cardinals fans of old. And I wonder if right now is it that that's changed or is it just arrogance? Like, you think they're like arrogant we're that good, and, yeah. you know, I, I'm just wondering how the fans, you know, kind of feel about that. This year, they have a right to be a little arrogant. Oh, absolutely. You know? So 100%. maybe it is some of that. Maybe they are kind of that, that fan base that's like, we're, we're not worried. The problem is you should be, because you just took the cushy home field advantage, which does nothing for the Cardinals. All their, their home field has been, it sucks. been bad. Yeah, yeah. They've, they lost all their games at home, but you don't want to go to Green Bay in December. You don't want to Not take an you Arizona team. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to take this road show on. Uh, you don't want to. You don't want to live on the eight no road record going into Green Bay in December. You just don't. So you got to figure something out. I hope that Green Bay loses another one and you win out. That's basically what it is right now, because that's the only way you can do it. You're tied. You're basically in a two games behind situation to Green Bay, because being tied with them is a game back, and you can't lose again unless they do, and you're still going to always be that game behind them. So you got to hope Green Bay gets bounced. And the Cardinals went out and get that home field back because it is going to matter in the playoffs, even though everybody's like, oh, the road record's great. You don't want December road games. You've got to hope that – here's the hope, though, if you're a second seed and you don't have home, that Green Bay and uh, Tampa somehow or another shuffle around and end up meeting each other. Then you don't have to go through Brady and Rodgers. Yeah. That's not going to be fun for anybody. The NFC is the, the place where the championship, I think, comes from. Rams are no joke either. There's a part of me saying, it. like, if I was, you know, the Cardinals, I'd rather be – Playing out the rest of the year. I know the other thing. You know they could have closed it out and then sat back. But God, I've never no, been. They, a, they, they couldn't close that's anything out been last tough. night. They just got a playoff win. A playoff win. Yeah, that playoff yeah. berth. You, you want to keep going. You want that home field. Yeah. Well, now you have to. <laughs> yeah, you're a dome team and uh, good weather. You want that home field. You especially staring at Green Bay. You never know what's coming there. And I think they're built to win. They've got a defense. They're built to go on the road and win. But Green Bay's a different animal. You just don't. You just never want to travel there in December, January. Actually, this season ends in January, so it wouldn't even be December. It would be January football. Yep. Yikes. Yeah, you don't want to do that. It's uh. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, last night, I think the worst part about it was all that crying and whining about how nobody recognizes them and the nation's going to see this, and then you go out there and lose at home, and now you're not going to get any attention. Now, now that disrespect thing that they had, the chip on their shoulder they've been carrying around about. You know, being the best team in football and nobody cares. It's Green Bay and Tampa Bay now. You're you're an also ran. Yeah. You had your chance last night to turn some heads. Eh. Eh. Lost to a division rival in a clutch game. It just looked bad. But but you can learn from it and become better. I I was, you know, well, Phoenix Sports sucked last night. The uh, Suns went in there with nobody. They were dinged up. Oh, oh fifteen hundred dollar bet. I didn't place it. Hundred dollars. To win 1600 bucks, so it's 15 on top. Uh, Jay Crowder scores the first basket, Suns win. 1500 bucks. I'm like, ah, that's fun. Suns are going to beat the Clippers. I didn't know how, like, nobody was coming. Like, the Aiton's out and and even their backup center. And uh, so, first, first, boom, Crowder hits the two. I'm like, well, there's one of it. That's half. 
So all the Suns have to do is beat the Clippers. This is easy. He's paying you back from the other night. Yeah, that's why, yeah, that's why well, he got it back. And then the Suns went out and crapped the bed the rest of the way. I am mush. I am mush. Mikel Bridges had another 50 on him, would have won $500. He hits two threes. Suns win the game. That was the, all I needed is Suns to beat the Clippers. That's it. Paid. And uh, both things happen. And uh, God damn it, Fandu! <laughs> but it's fun. It made the game more fun. I stayed up to like 11.30 watching that thing, just like, come on, you idiots. And then they were down 12 with like a minute left. And I'm like, oh, crap. Stup- everything came through in the players. Normally, I would bet the players thing, the that's, Suns win, and then amazing. the other thing. Yeah, it's, it's just picking. I didn't even know you could do that. Pick the first basket. Jay Crowder shoots the first shot every game. That's an easy bet. He, if he doesn't make it every time, but he shoots the, he, every time. First trip down the floor, Jay Crowder shoots the ball every time. It's usually a three. He thought it was a three last night. His, his toe was on the line. And he hit it. And I'm like, we're in the money. That's a keeper. I bought some stuff online. Now just win. Yeah, yeah I bought some stuff online. I went online, did some uh, shopping. I'm like, I got this money. This is done. Christmas is paid for. Nope. Suns couldn't pull it off. So it was a sad uh, sports night for uh, you know your Phoenix teams. But, yeah, I was watching that. The Cardinals, uh, that was the one. And everybody kind of went, okay, thanks for playing card. It was almost like ESPN was like, okay, cute. Cute little run there telling us that we weren't paying attention to you. Should have done something about that. And they walk away. So maybe it'll maybe it'll make them angry. Maybe they will Stafford, go. Stafford, man. I mean, uh, one pass, the three-yarder, just a six-inch window. Yeah, that, to Cooper Cup. That yeah. was amazing. And that was more just the DB missing it. And he just and Stafford having his fingers crossed. it in there. He had his fingers crossed that that was, that was a bad throw. I mean, it's a good spot, but it was a dumb throw. That right. guy was right on top of it. I don't know how that snuck through there. I mean, the corner just missed it. He played it perfect. And then there was a couple others where Stafford just threw needles into into windows that you're like, there was a couple downfield where just that that windows closing, yeah, that ball just slides through. He was he's fired. He's great. You wonder how much how much better he could be if he didn't waste all his time in Detroit. Detroit, Detroit mean, destroyed man. him, and he still put. Look at the numbers oh, yeah. that guy put up in Detroit. Yeah, but yeah, it was weird watching uh, watching Sports Center and all the I watched the NFL Network, and they basically were like, that was adorable. Sorry, we weren't paying attention to you, Cardinals. Let's talk about Matt Stafford. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. And they're like, oh, they're jumping right over you because you basically told the media how wrong they were and then went out and showed them that they weren't. So maybe it makes them mad. Maybe the Cardinals go back in and say that was our fault. We look like idiots now. Not Urban Meyer-sized idiots, but idiots. I'm loving every second of what's happening to Urban Meyer down in Jacksonville. The, re- the players and the other coaches that just told him just reported back. The biggest dick on the planet just had a meeting <laughs> And this guy, with all the stuff he's been through this year, has no humility left, stood up in front of the team and said, I don't know what's going on around here. I'm a winner. I've won everywhere I've been. All my all these coaches here, they've never won anything. And he made them all get up and explain why they're losers to the team. He gave them a chance to be winners, yeah. John. And you could have been failing. with me, but his book, in his book he said, if you're with him, you're going to be better at what you that, do. That include that's just players. No, no, no. that include the coaches. It staff. does. It says coaches, <laughs> staff, organization, Wife, kids, yeah, lady at the bar. If you're with him, you're going to be a better dancer. You're going to be a, you're going to be better. Hey, his words through his life examples, he will lead you to a better place. Two and ten shut out last week. You guys have to tell me why. You, tell me why we're losers because it ain't me. It ain't me. I mean, that is. I think they're he's looking trying at to the, get fired. I think he wants yeah, out of the, he I, wants out of the pros. I think he is too, but because he's realizing he's being 
and go back. He's yeah. being exposed as a. They as are a, the best losers in the NFL. How so? Right well, they're really good at it. Yeah, yeah. They're well. I don't know. Houston's right there with them. They got to. There's some good losers. I think they still have Houston. This season is filled with good losers. They got some quality losers. You get a goose egg this last that guy. week. That's that's the best attempt to get fired and not get fired I've ever seen in the NFL. Ever. You go out two and ten. You start calling your coaches losers publicly. Start saying some of the players are losers. You're not. I'm no loser. I'm amazing. I, I'm. I mean, look at my resume. It's uh, why are we losing? He must party with the owner. Coaches he fired. Yeah, Shad Khan. Yeah. He had a meeting with Shad by himself too. I love the fall of Urban Meyer. That douchebag has exposed himself from Florida on as just every book and every time he opens his mouth. Every time now I look and I, if you Google Urban Meyer, it's all quotes about what people do wrong, like how people live their lives wrong, how franchises do it wrong. What's like I could fix that. I'm, and then everything he's talking about, he's done in one year. Most of the time, it takes 10, 12 years to destroy a franchise. Like one, and the Jags weren't exactly. I was just gonna say it's hard not, to destroy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it gets that opportunity in the booth. But it's higher. It's harder to make a fire bigger. And you took a garbage oh, fire gas and, added, thing. and added more and more. And you were the one who was supposed to come out and put it out. It's, that's tough to do. They didn't give him gas. He found it. Yeah. I hate that guy. Love every second that's happening. I hope he sticks around in Jacksonville because if he goes 2-15 two, two years in a row, oh, I don't think I have enough bodily fluids to excite myself to continue the stroking of the Urban Meyer fall. Sorry, Brad. I know Maybe uh, the Texans will grab him up. Year. You think yeah. you think he's going to get another job? Yeah. No. He'll be at Bowling Green making young men stronger and better again. That's where he is. He's good with the children. So long as he can pay the recruits. It's great. Look, it, it doesn't it doesn't bother me all that much. Yeah. I mean, he had, he's a, he had a, a good run at Ohio State. Who hasn't? He left. Good yeah. luck. You haven't had any bad coaches because your school recruits well. Yeah. Always has, always will. It's Ohio State. I never heard of the guy who's coaching him now. He's just around all the time, and he's fine. And you guys, they're like, oh, he's a loser. He lost to Michigan. Like, he'll, he'll figure it out. They'll be fine. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. They'll get better recruits. They'll pay a million dollars to back up quarterbacks. They're already signing up. They're, they're signing. They're fine. They get all the TV time you ever want. They're going to be good. Urban Meyer. You imagine being in a meeting where your boss is like, hey, KDKB. I mean, Trip could do it. Trip could wander in right now and go, KDKB, I'm a winner. I mean, I got K-Rock under my belt. I got this KUPD thing. I got KSLX to a certain degree. Can't be KUPD, but I mean, who can? <laughs> What's going on with you? I mean... Why are why are you guys all losers? And I'm because I'm it's not me. And I would love to be in on that meeting. So but he's, he's not right. wrong. He's not wrong. I know. <laughs> but you still can't do it. That's not a way to motivate the staff. Wow, we are losers, and that guy is the winner. So it is on us. You can't do that. You can't go tell your staff. It's I'm I, I'm running a tight ship up here. From my from my seat, things should be great. It's you sucks that I hired that are the problem. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Giving you all the tools. But I haven't. 
Because I just made all the tools I hired and brought to the party. I'm sorry for yeah. the tools I brought in. <laughs> I'm sorry I built this loser squad. Now, explain yourselves. Why are you all losers? Oh, that's awesome. That is an arrogance I don't think I understand, and I have a lot of it. And I don't think I could ever go down that road. It's like, look, everybody, I'm amazing. It's you guys that I brought in here that suck. Tell me why I hired you. Remind me again of why you're here. Well, Urban, you called me and I... No, 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 not that part. The part about you sucking personally. Don't bring me into it. How uh, giddy for... is Nick Saban in this whole situation? He's, he's, got no, he's a sociopath. I tried it. The things, Dude, well, every college it. coach that thinks that they, they, they get a little bit like, well, I'm going to go conquer. Jimmy Johnson might be the only one who did it. Pete Carroll. Yeah, Pete Carroll was kind of a bouncer, but he ended up getting there. Yeah, Pete Carroll was an odd bird, too. Like he Back went, in the day, Dick Vermeil. Was he a college coach first? Yeah. Where'd he coach? UCLA. Oh, really? I think back then it was a little different. I don't think it was as drastic. I mean, they all a, I don't think it was as drastic of college, a difference. Anyway, but not, not all, quite like some, but I don't think it was that big a difference. I think, like, I, I think it was easier to do, maybe. There are, maybe not, because Lou Holtz could never coach a pro yeah. team. Uh, There's a couple other guys that tried it and just couldn't do it. But Switzer. I always admire that. Well, Switzer was a jackass. I always admire the guys who just go, no, I'm a college coach. They get it. The Bobby Bowdens of the world. Still make the money there. Remember, uh, who was the dude who... Now, uh, I, I think they make more money than they would in the NFL. Who was the guy who called Coaches. himself the football coach? It was uh, South Carolina now, and then he was... Uh, oh, Steve Spurrier? Steve Spurrier. Another Urban Meyer type. I'm the football coach. That's my new nickname. You call me that. <laughs> okay. When he just got stomped all over the place. I better get out of here and go back to coaching kids. Gamecocks. I'm basically a Pop Warner coach, accelerated version of that. It's Coach Clarks. It's a bunch of the Coach Clarks <laughs> of the world. You sucks. Better know your place. Why are you all losers and Derek Zellner such a winner? I'm going to put my visor on and we're going to go out there and win. It's the tight shorts. Tight shorts make the difference. DZ, you're my man. Shoot. <laughs> I love Coach Clark. Ah, it's going to be a big day here. Uh, this is a nice thing. Now, being ultra competitive as I am, rumor has it, that our guest today was supposed to go to another station. When they found out that he's coming here, they canceled it and are mad. That's what I heard. I don't know if that's real or not. I can't imagine that being true, though. Yeah. Well, I can't. Actually. I mean, there's. Yeah, I can go either side. I can imagine that, that but... it's true, but it's. Uh, yeah, Sebastian Bach from Skid Row, formerly of Skid Row, nice. is going to join us this morning. And I, for one, am thrilled. Like, this is awesome. This is going to be awesome. Tonight. He redoes all of Slave to the Grind. 30th anniversary of Slave to the Grind, if you can believe that. It was 1991 that came out. In and amongst all that grunge that destroyed so many bands. <laughs> 1991, Slave to the Grind, right there in the mix with Guns N' Roses, Pantera, all those. Times. 30, 30 years ago, there was a musical revolution we don't even talk about for rock and roll. And it was the last one. It was the last, like, flag in the earth of like we are the dominant force of music and then it was then country music and hip-hop and all yeah. that other stuff started to roll forward it was the last although hip-hop went through that same phase right around that sure time did. when they became the dre and snoop show yep was right around that same era but uh yeah everybody wants to blame you know grunge wrecked this grunge skid row was the i want to know why the party stopped because slave to the grind was their 91 record and it still holds up. There's I was listening to it on the way in today. There's still a couple songs on there that uh, you know are dated, and obviously it wouldn't. But there's some there's some stuff right now that they are Pantera. They could have been 
just like Pantera, where they took that hairband thing and just jumped into the, all right, we are a rock band. And then their next album didn't come out until like 95, which I had. And subhuman race. Subhuman race. Yeah. And it's the last one with Sebastian Bach. I think they did a couple others I don't even know about after him. And it's okay. It's, it's not, but it doesn't, uh, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me that they didn't capitalize right on the edge of that. And I got to know all that. That's what I want to know from Sebastian. Why did the party stop? Because it was a party. Skid Row was what music once wanted to be all the time. It was uh, drinking, partying, and banging each banging other. Banging chicks. Just banging the tar out of each other and having a great time doing it. In the height of AIDS. Like, you can't even do that now, and it's pre- we pretty much conquered AIDS. Like, that's not even a fear for people anymore. It's like, that was in the height of it all. I got and some it, good it medicines. Yeah, well, now it's great. Back then, it was the Magic Johnson AIDS. Everybody was afraid. Like a, That was right when Magic Johnson got it, and people were like, wait a minute. Us regulars can get it? And we were still basically thinking, eh, you got to do some pretty sneaky stuff to get the AIDS, and I'm going to avoid the needles, and I'm going to avoid the uh, massive amounts of unprotected anal sex. And I can pretty much dodge the AIDS. Maybe that's what did it for the band. Is like, man, you get AIDS. A lot of people are getting AIDS because they're living down in Skid Row. And then that was thrown out. That's not what happened. They weren't punning their way out of it. Turn around. Turn around, face the wall, Blair Witch. Turn around, face the wall. Did you see how proud he was of that one, too? (laughs) With that dumb little face on him? God, that was terrible. They're getting bad PR, man. Stop defending your last statement. Just apologize to the city. Jesus Christmas. Anyway, I want to know the real story. The real part. <laughs> I know. I'm with you, Brad. That's sad. It's when you want Thanksgiving to be over. All right. Uncle, Get out of here, Uncle Dan. Uncle David's lost it again. He's starting to pun. Okay, the puns are coming. we got to clean this mess up. Get the pumpkin pie. Quick. Hurry up. That'll keep him down. But yeah, now I never know where I was with it. I had a nice point I was going to make, and then that terrible grandpa pun hit me right. You in the survived nuts. the uh, the age. Don't bring. It. I know where I was with that. Don't start. Don't you start recapping. Bring it back. Look, I'm not hiring. If I'm hiring anybody to be my bibliographer, it's not you. And one time, let me go take a look at your reference sheet and see where you were. Anyway, don't get AIDS, kids. I think that's what I was. I think that's where I was headed. Don't share needles and don't have unprotected butt sex constantly. Or you'll end up like Skid Row and have a four-year gap between this massive success. One of the defining albums of rock music of the time. It was the quintessential, oh, hair bands can move on. It doesn't have to always be warrant. And then something happened and everybody blames grunge, but I don't think so. I want to hear the stories from Sebastian himself about how he and Sabo hated each other. and Oh, it'll be great. And how much... Like, canceling behavior went on with Skid Row. Like, name, give me three stories right now that would get you canceled today that happened on the bus. And he'll just giggle, but I bet you AIDS is involved. I bet you there's AIDS in those cups. I bet you there's a load of problems coming in there. Man, the man lived more in those five years from like 88 to 93 than I ever have in my 49. Nothing close. I just, I would love to have been just... Hanger on. For I can't remember, but like during the the competitiveness of a lot of the bands, was there a certain a band that Skid Row would battle? I think with so. I think just themselves. Yeah. yeah. I think just internally. I don't know. They were Bon Jovi's kind of protege, and then they just went crazy. I don't know. That's a good question. We'll find out. I'm interested to see tonight because I. I oh. To me, to me, oh, I would rather see Sebastian doing this stuff of than course. Skid Row with some other dude in there because I've seen that and it's like. Eh. 
It's Sad. okay. I watched them okay. on Skid you know. Row ask for money on the stage when I saw oh. What is it? The church passing the hat around? Pretty or much. They basically said, please buy our merch. We don't even know if our bus is going to make it to our next gig. I mean, you better get back in a van then, pal. Dave's not eating. Like He pointed to the guitarist. <laughs> Dave Sabo and said he's not going to eat today because they have to they have ration their money. Jesus. And then like, two, three, four, monkey, monkey. I'm like, don't do the songs we love and tell us that you're broke. <laughs> It was sad. But, uh, yeah, Sebastian Bach, live at the Marquee tonight, doing that whole album. And that, to me, is awesome. And, again, like I shared with you yesterday, if it wasn't for him, my first experience of the air down there would have been a different time. The kiss. The kiss, the kiss, from, kiss from the rose. <laughs> I kissed it. Because she told me to. What am I going to do to it? Kiss it. Mwah. You got it. And now what? Kiss it big. Oh, okay. I'm done here. I don't know what the hell this is. Is this thing going to talk to me? <laughs> you seen this, the Simpsons on uh, Tracy Ullman? Because yours kind of looks like a sideways version of Homer's mouth. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it did. <laughs> You'll never look at it the same. Gross. And plus, it was like it was 1990 or 89. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of grooming going on. <laughs> it was a it's like uh, kissing Brett on top of the head. There's a lot going on there. <laughs> Heavy jungle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Separates. <laughs> Blow some stuff open. Uh, let's get a wake-up song for our friend Sebastian, who's going to come in here in a little bit and uh, chat with us about rock and roll when it was a party instead of being so angry at our dads and throwing fists and having people bleed all over each other. Uh, give us a good one. 585-9800, and we'll scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Oh, my gosh. Shut the front door. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.